Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in to the 4th Man Podcast, got another great episode coming your way, episode 16, uh, no crazy emergency call facts to start us off on this one, but we do have Will from Big 3 News back as always, great show coming up, they had a great turnout in Miami and some great games that went on and yeah, just happy to bring you some of that coverage here and we got a we got a cool guest at the end, so it should be a fun show, Will. Yeah, I'm happy to be on, um, let me just say, you know. Not to toot our own horns. I mean, I am so excited about this guest that we're going to have on later. Um, <laughs> but not, not to toot our own horns, and I guess really not to toot Anthony's horn. But you want to talk about a monopoly, and especially like a monopoly of guests? I mean, I don't know any other podcast that's cranking out the guests that, that we're doing. Yeah, or that I mean, Anthony's doing, I should say. I mean, not, you want to talk oh, about no. from, a, from a big three perspective? I mean, this is, this is freaking incredible. Well, well, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, I couldn't do it without you, and it'll be fun to tackle this guest together today. I hope we can eventually um, bring on a few more and get some more perspective. But yeah, I've been definitely pleased, and I appreciate everybody who's come on so far. It's been a lot of fun just, you know, um, coming from someone who was riding last year and was kind of just an enigma in the league. I was just kind of riding my take on the power rankings, and now... Doing a podcast and getting to talk about it a little bit more. It's kind of fun. A lot more fun, let me say that. Um, yeah, and it's, it, I hope it continues to grow. We got, a, we got a great episode, though, before we have that guest come on. Um, a lot of big news that went on. Kind of like, I guess, not critical news to the league. Let's, let's start with like the fact that the, the Be Well was implemented into the league, the mental health policy that was implemented into the Big Three League. I mean... We don't really have to touch on it that much. I just want to say, like, bravo to the big three. Just, again, changing the game in any way possible and really making this a player's league. And I think that's just kind of a, you know, clapping your hands moment there just for the big three as a whole. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, we know that this is a response to um, the NBA's mental health policy that they implemented, I think, like the previous day. Um, but the fact of the matter is the fact they were able to roll that out so quickly uh, and they've been working with Royce White, and they've been kind of promoting his mental health awareness campaign all season. Um, so I think this has kind of been something that's been going on, maybe a little bit behind the scenes all season. Um, but just the fact that they were finally able to present it and bring it to the daylight, I think is awesome. And, you know, there's a ton of cool stuff about the big three. We talk about it every week. Um, yeah. But especially one of the shining things is the way that they treat their players and stuff. And so this is just another prime example of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I almost wonder if they've, you know, kind of had that saved in the works a little bit. Maybe they would put a final, a few final touches on it right before uh, they released it. But I would just wonder if they were waiting on, maybe they had some inside information on if the NBA was going to release that at a certain time. And yeah. like, well, let's just show them, a, even in year three, we can do it right after them, you know, and kind of no, absolutely. continue to uh, make the big three more appealing. Um, and some other fun news in the big three. And I saw this a little bit on social media. I saw that the No Chill podcast that's run by Gilbert Arenas and uh, Mike, I, I think it's Botticello, Botticello. Um, I, I probably butchered that last name, but 
they have a podcast and the No Chill podcast, and they actually did an in-game podcast where Gilbert Arenas was playing and podcasting, talking to Mike. Um, I don't know if you saw that, Will, but that was that was pretty mind blowing. That was he, insane. Yeah, um, it did look like he, you know, he was very in tune with the game. But I will say, like his commentary throughout, uh, you know, not just while sitting on the bench, but also like playing, was pretty impressive. You know, to have that mindset or concentration to focus on both. No, absolutely, and I mean, I think it's just—it's funny that it happened, especially during a loss. You know what I mean? Um, especially yeah. such like a like a like a pivotal um, game too. So I thought I just thought it was such a cool idea. Um, I just I just can't believe that that they did it. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's yeah. like a cool idea that you like that you say. Like I've thought about like can you see some people? Um, I think I saw somebody do like a podcast like live game. So they were like sitting in the stands watching the game and podcasting. But just to take it one step further and to be playing in yeah, the game right. while podcasting, I mean that's that's just freaking awesome. I mean that's that's so funny. I mean yeah, it's funny. It's just so cool. He was like, okay, Gil, so you gonna you gonna post him up right there, or what kind of player is Reggie? You know, yeah. And he's just giving his feedback, um, but looking so serious while playing. You know, obviously because he's <laughs> taking it seriously. Yeah. But it's just. It's just cool. Like he, we're really inside the mind of someone who's playing rather than just speculating on what they're thinking. So, super it was cool. Like, uh, yeah, it was like imagine if like if you haven't seen it, it's basically like imagine if the players directed Hard Knocks. Right. Exactly. That's like yeah. what it was. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah. which which is like a really cool concept if you think about it. Yeah, and I I just thought it was really cool. I like again, shout out to them. Um, you know, that's just another groundbreaking thing that the Big Three has done or they've done inside a Big Three game and the league as a whole. So I just thought that was really cool. I thought another thing that was really cool that I saw today was the fact that the Big Three was featured and highly questionable with the Dan, uh, Dan Levitard and Bomani Jones and Levitard's dad. Uh, you know, obviously, they that's kind of a goofy sports show a little bit where they don't they take it a little bit more lightly. But they were talking about the Nate Robinson shot. And we're actually talking on the side in perspective of Glenn Davis. And was that like a pivotal catch or something? I couldn't remember the exact details of it, but I thought it was kind of cool. I don't know if you saw that, Will, um, on any type of social media earlier today before the show. Yeah, I saw it was mentioned. I know originally I saw it was mentioned on ESPN, but I didn't know what show. Um, And then I saw Highly Questionable, and I used to love Highly Questionable. Yeah, um, I did too. That was like right around the time where I got home from school, and I remember it would be Sports Nation with uh, Michelle Beadle, Max Kellerman, and um, right. the other gentleman. Marcellus and then, Wiley, yeah, yes, Marcellus Wiley. There you go. Um, and that was like back before Sports Nation was like um, it was just like a talk show. Like they would do like polls. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. I, would I think go was to like the library, like in school, and like answer all of the polls, and they'd be like. And then I'd go home that day and I'd see the results and it'd be like, 70% of the nation thinks that Tim Duncan is not a Hall of Fame power forward or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah. And then that, so then that was a great show. I love that show. Um, and then Highly Questionable would be on. Um, so yeah, so the fact that it was on Highly Questionable, I just thought it was so cool because that was one of my favorite shows, uh, especially growing up. So yeah, that was a little small anecdote, but yeah. Yeah, the overarching theme is yes. I thought it was really cool. Cool that they're finally getting the respect on ESPN. Right, and they were on their ESPN social media last week, and then they answered up a little bit further. Um, you know, Levitard's always doing cool things and adding 
uh, different content to his show. So it's not really a surprise that he would do it. If you don't understand or don't know the show, uh, it's just, you know, Levitard and Jones and his dad, and they're kind of debating on different questions. And and this question for the big three, they just asked, do you question if Big Baby made a memorable catch? So I thought that was kind of a funny spin on it to look at it from his <laughs> no, side. Obviously, awesome. yeah, uh, devastating loss. But uh, you know, these are important questions that we need to ask ourselves. So I kind of called that loss too. Did you? Yeah, because okay. remember, remember at the end I said Tri-State has had Powers' number. Yeah, that's true. I forgot that. No, yeah, let's, okay, so did good. I. Well, that's a good transitioning point. Let's let's transition to Week Eight in Miami. Uh, we only had three games because of the other teams that didn't get bye weeks in Week Six. Uh, took their bye week in week eight. Three games where I feel like most of the population were, were probably probably upsets. I feel like I don't know who, who all uh, everybody picked, obviously, but I saw one or two people that were like, oh, I made my predictions, and you know they were all wrong because it was just the unexpected one all weekend. Did you kind of get that vibe too, or is that just me? No, absolutely. Um, I just can't believe – I mean, it really was like – if you could really look at this as three upsets, all three games were upsets. Yeah, I mean, the three-headed monsters won 50-32 to over enemies. Tri-State over power, 50-43. And then the final game was probably the closest with Ghostballers winning 50-47. to that was, a, that was a really tight one down to the wire. Uh, but yeah, the Tri-State game, I, I think that's crazy that you were talking about how they had their number. You know, out of Nancy Lieberman's three losses now, Tri-State has two of them. I mean, I don't, I don't, it'd be interesting to hear if like, it's just coincidence or it's something that, you know, Nate Robinson brings if he plays harder, I don't know, but it just seems like Tri-State always uh, is able to outmatch Nancy Lieberman in power. Yeah. And you know, and you know, when it first happened, um, however many weeks ago it was, I want to say it was like two weeks ago, maybe three, um, the bye week's kind of messing me up, but you know, I, you after this loss, and I don't want to react to it too um, dramatically, but you have to start asking questions if Power really has a chance against triplets without Chris Anderson. Yeah, I mean, reigning defensive player of the year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, their two losses have come without Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Regardless of their loss, you know, they still clinched along with triplets for the playoffs. So they do secure a spot in there. But, yeah, it's, you know, if they, if they lose in Dallas, then things can really be shaken up in Dallas with all, all every team playing the same day. But if they lose in Dallas, like, they could, you know, just because they secure a playoff spot, they could be in the four seed and have to play triplets first even. So it, it does make you question, like, what is this team going to look like? You know, and they don't have Coutinho Mobley either. So I feel like that's a huge loss as well. He took on so yeah. much of the load. We mm-hmm. talked Especially about in the how, beginning of the year. Yeah, and we talked about how, you know, that load would deter them a little bit more down the stretch. And we see that, you know, now that could be a them resting him for the playoff run. But definitely don't like to see Coutinho continuously out. And then Birdman's obviously out for the year. Uh, the Boozer edition hasn't quite lived up to what I think most people were hoping for if they were power fans and most people thought in the big three community. So I'm definitely intrigued by power. Um I do want to say that I think that with the enemy's loss and with the enemy's loss, I don't want to, I know that they're technically not eliminated yet, but I kind of think that game eliminated them when they lost the three headed monsters. I don't know 
I don't know. I just they've been up and down all season. I, I'm I'm worried that it's trending down at this point. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna take the different approach. Okay. I I have faith that they they have a strong shot at turning it around and getting into the postseason. You think they're getting in? I don't know if they're getting in, but I think they have a shot. I wouldn't say it's over. Oh, I like this approach. Okay. I'll, because... So I was actually going to ask for your playoff predictions for the last two spots. So I know you just said that you're, take, you're not guaranteeing them a spot in, but would you predict them in as one of the top four seeds? I mean, before you answer that, let, let me put this in perspective for you. Trilogy, yeah. Bivlac, Killer Threes, Ghostbowers are all four and three. Right. Know, those are the next teams that are probably going to get in. Then you have Tri-State, Aliens, Three-Headed Monsters, Threes Company, along with Enemies, all at three and four. So just know that it's going to be a <laughs> tough road for one of those last two spots. It's really going to have to play out well for them. I don't really remember what the schedule looks like exactly, but... Let me see. Yeah. They have to play killer three, so that's definitely a must yeah, well, they, win. They need help, right? Yeah. Um, and that not and a the lot. only and the thing that hurts them too is that's a must win for killer threes as well. Yeah, so there's really I mean, gonna be no motivation for killer threes to kinda take a week off. Right. Um whereas maybe also, a triple so, team might, yeah. Yeah. I mean if you want, we can go if you want let's go through this. Okay. So like Bivouac is playing ball hogs. Um, so you're gonna have to assume that that's probably a win for bull uh, for bivouac. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah, assuming. Ballhawks did look better, but you know, yeah. oh, it's seven. You have to always take the other team. Mm-hmm. Um. So bivouac's probably going to get in at five and three. Yeah, unless we just see the biggest upset of the season. You're right. So it could be bivouac. Right. So yeah, this could be three um, already there. And then triplets are playing ghost bowlers, which that's just such a rough matchup for ghost bowlers. Because they're probably going to lose that game, and that's probably going to be the, the deciding factor between them uh, getting in that fourth seed or getting out. So they're probably going to be either the fifth or the sixth seed. Well, I think Ghostballers and Three-Headed Monsters are in kind of a, a situation that other teams might not be. Okay, so I think Power does come out and try their hardest to win this game because seeding will depend on if they win or lose, obviously, right? Right. But for triplets i mean like at this I point you're you. you're locked in as a top seed joe yeah. johnson's played what every single minute of most well, of the I games think, this year subbed out yeah like twice and al jefferson's played a lot as well maybe this is a game where you kind of let jamaria moon who you brought in to be to take some of the load off johnson like maybe this is one of those games you help him take the load off uh, and a game you want to win obviously just as a competitor but it's not necessary and so Ghost Ballers, on the other hand, who's probably the who's the complete opposite at this point. They need to win. Um, did a good job winning last week because that really helped them out. But they might be one of the grittier teams, obviously, probably with the grittiest player in Mike Taylor. And I don't know. I'm kind of thinking, like, Ghost Ballers is kind of who I want to say might get one of the last seeds because of their situation. Yeah, I mean, uh, and this is crazy, too, to think about, like, especially, like, after they got rid of Jamario Moon, um, they got rid of Carlos Boozer. Everyone kind of thought that they were packing it in for the year, but it's it's really been the opposite. You know, we we've seen uh, Chris Johnson step up, we've seen Alex Scales step up, 
um, like especially last week against Trilogy. So yeah, they look good. Just, yeah, so just the fact that they're here and the fact that they're in the conversation and kind of the one advantage that they have all the, on all these other teams is that them both for them and the Killer Threes, their destiny is in their hands, right? Yeah. So, so it, it's if they win, they're in. If they lose, well, then there's going to be an issue. Um, but I think the fact that Bivouac, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what is going to happen, honestly, because Bivouac is playing Bull Hogs. And they're going to be five and three. Right. So unless something, well, t- unless, yeah, unless something stupid happens, I don't know what the tiebreaker is going to be. Now, have Killer Threes and Ghostballers played this year? I don't remember I don't them playing. So. I don't believe so. No. So I guess the tiebreaker would probably come down to a points four type of situation. I'm guessing. Yeah, because right now Ghostballers is at the six seed, so they're the last yeah. four and three team. Yeah, um, right. Because but- they have the least amount of points four. Yeah. yeah, that that makes it interesting. Uh, definitely. Let's say let's say if like, okay, well let's see where enemies is right now because I need to look at this one. Enemies is at the bottom. So let's say enemies beats killer threes, and triplets does beat ghostballers. That really opens the door for a lot of these three and four teams. Um, oh, and I forgot trilogy is also four and three. They play a three and four team. But yeah, a lot, the door really opens for a lot of these three and four teams. If if those two teams fall, I mean, yeah. Trilogy Three's company is also another big game because Trilogy probably should be five and two and really lost it there at the end. When uh, I think ever since that James White call at the end, where it was an offensive foul, that really changed the complexion of the game. Yeah, and then you got Aliens of Tri-State, where both teams, you know, are, are must-win situations. Let's just say Dallas is going to be crazy, like insane. It's going to be absolutely insane. It's, it's going to be epic, and whoever gets to go is I'm very envious of them. Oh, extremely envious. Um, wink, wink. But um, <laughs> guys, it, I'd be it'd be crazy if we went right. Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh, um, <laughs> would be crazy oh, if we got flown out to go. Oh yeah, cover be insane. The league, we, uh, right. <laughs> we'll just podcast right next to everybody. It won't be in game. We can right? we can get in the game. We, we can did just a walk on the floor and see what happens there. And we'll we be the first to the ones fans? to be fans. <laughs> how Wouldn't crazy that would that be insane be? oh my god but uh anyway uh, um <laughs> that's funny are you, I love so, are you, are you hinting at, at something i'm not hinting at anything i'm just i'm just saying wouldn't that be crazy okay oh okay. I, 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 you know. I, I just a certain someone said that they were always listening <laughs> so uh, okay. just, that okay. would be crazy yeah, um, no, it would but, be. You know, uh, you know, if anyone, yeah. if anyone really is still listening, that would that would be crazy. The that very last be... minute, no, but, but crazy. You know, not that anything's gonna happen. I, my schedule right, isn't right. free or anything. Weekend. No, my schedule isn't free either. I didn't. I'm not just waiting to go back to school. It's not like I'm just sitting around. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not like exactly. it's like the perfect opportunity. <laughs> one last thing to do before the summer ends you know right yeah i mean you know it's not like i've already been we've both already been approved for press credentials you know <laughs> uh it's not like uh, we already have a working relationship with a couple of the players you know it's yeah not, you know, nothing like that or anything. <laughs> right right you know it's, i don't know anyways yeah you know back, back to so yeah killer threes you know that's that's that'll be a good no, but those two games, if we if we want to look at this, the four thirty game and the five fifteen game, back to back like that, 
it's gonna be insane. Gonna be sick. It's gonna yeah, be really. I mean, I, like, like you said, like I think you said it last week, like, or maybe, I don't know, but like you couldn't like write it any better. Like I don't know whose idea it was to end the week with all six or all so yeah all six games like this, but it really it couldn't have worked out better because yeah. every game. Like, bivouac and ball hogs, like, you might be like, oh, I don't want to watch ball hogs. But you really, you kind of have to. Yeah, it matters. They all matter. Every game matters. Every single game. The only game that might end up not mattering is the last game, Tri-State and Aliens. But that'll only not matter if certain teams win and certain teams lose. Yeah, and who's to say, you know, as many times as they have, they don't switch up the schedule and make that an earlier game. So there are some implications to play. So I think that's something that could possibly happen there. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Not only are do these games matter because of all the team's playoff aspirations, but there's some cool storylines to follow outside of just the playoffs. Um, with the competition kind of growing this year, I feel like we're on the verge of breaking a lot of single-season records this season. Uh, most points in a, in a single season, most rebounds, most assists, uh, most fours. So, yeah, and so I think those are some things that we can also follow and see if we break some more records there in season three. Right now, Joe Johnson would need 15 points to break the most points record. Most rebounds is just Reggie Evans. He would need eight to break his own record. And then most assists would be if Frank Session got four assists and beat Mike Bibby's 30 in a single year so. Uh, just some cool storylines to follow. Also, most fours. I don't know if jo- Joe Johnson's going to hit three in the final game of the season, but he could launch three just to try to break it. That'd be pretty cool. Have uh, half of Joe Johnson's four pointers been game winners? Yes. Oh <laughs> my god! Four and, half, and half of them have been game winners. That's dude. That's insane. One's been from the back of the four point circle. The other one was a step back to the back of the four point circle. That's crazy. I mean, that's, I think I said it last week, 30 feet out. This man literally broke the league. Yeah, he's broken the league, and I think opened the door wide open for guys just like him. So, definitely going to be exciting. Absolutely. And, I mean, unless Craig Smith um, or even, like, freaking, like, Andre Emmett, like, drops 50 and they don't play Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson is your scoring champion. Yeah, no Um, doubt. Reggie Evans, again, is your rebounding champion. He's the best big man by a mile in this league. Uh, we've been saying it. Um, yeah, but as, as, in terms of your assists, in terms of the assists, steals, and three-pointers, this thing is wide open. Yeah, and the, and the there won't probably the three-point record won't be broken this year, but that one is pretty close, too. So I don't yeah. know if Stevenson will be the three-point champ once again this year with Brandon Rush shooting the way he has been. But, yeah, Brandon you know. Rush has kind of been on fire. Yeah, he's been really good. He'll need to be really good again. So I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't doubt if he ends up being the three-point champ. Yeah. Let's, uh, one last thing before we close this out and get to our guest of the week. Let's close it out with our newcomer of the year race. I mean, I think this is pretty much Joe Johnson's to lose. Yeah. However, I'm interested to see which rookies you like, you know, post-week eight, pretty much the whole season. Now we can kind of get like a, a good outlook of how, how they've adjusted to the league. So let me get like your two, three, and four newcomers of the year. Whew. Well, one right. I think. Okay. One, one well, we can go one, one by one. Joe Johnson. Yeah, one. I mean, that's. I think he's pretty much ran away with this award, but you know, 
he's probably ran away with most of the awards at this point. Yeah. Um, two would probably be, if we're really thinking about it, I'm going to say, well, actually, two is probably Craig Smith. I'll say two yeah. is Craig Smith. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you um, said that because I really, I was really dissecting it earlier, too, just based on games, stat lines, and he's just been consistent i mean i he think one been, yeah. bad game he had but he's been really consistent he's i think he's the reason enemies is is where they are at this point just his no presence you're right is the way he's played i mean i i couldn't take him out of that two spot either i mean he's honestly played like probably like like a top 10 maybe debatable like top six or seven player this year agreed yeah i agree so let's move on to three joe johnson craig smith i think we both agree on those three i'm gonna say I'm going to say Will McDonald. Will McDonald. Okay, I do have him on this list. I didn't have him that high, but the problem... Okay, let me let me get your case for why you have Will McDonald in the top three. I think just because, you know, I think the easiest argument you can make against it is that just that he's on such a terrible team. Right. That's but, my, probably my argument. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that, like, he's top five in scoring... And he's behind only Reggie Evans in rebounding, especially being on such a bad team. And the fact that I think both of us kind of like, I'm not going to say we questioned the pick, but we were like, who is this guy? Right. You know what I mean? When he was drafted by Bull Hogs, I think he's just made the most of his situation, you know? Yeah, and he could, you know, he could very well be the best first round pick in this draft this year. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know if I, I don't have the first round in front of me, but. You're I mean, it would right. be like between him, Greg Oden, Jamario Moon. Oh God, Greg Oden, yeah. I mean, I think those were probably the three, the top three picks this year, and yeah, they weren't Royce, even like, they were, was good too. He's oh, don't get me as, wrong, but he he's was not good. as better as the other as the people that you named. Um, but he's definitely, I would say, probably a top five first round pick. No, no doubt. I, yeah, I would even go on to say like top four. He would yeah. probably be the next one I pick for sure. Um. I actually had another Will in that in that spot. Okay. Not you, Will. Not Ooh. Will McDonald, Will. Oh, okay. Will Bynum. Okay. And, and I know the case against him is that he's missed a couple games. However, he still put up numbers when he's played. I feel like Bivouac has had more success when he's in the lineup. And yeah. just the fact that he broke the broke the record his first year in for most points in the game, I think I think it goes a long way to being especially as a newcomer. And he's, I think he's really done his part in exposing the big three, uh, just with his his in play in games. So I would, I have him at three. Let me let me just get your four and just let me see who you have there on the verge of kind of like knocking on that top three. My four is probably, and I say that this four is probably a lot closer to three. You know what I mean? Like I could probably change these two guys around. Um, right. But I'd say Brandon Rush. Okay, really? He was yeah. a he was a late comer, and I I actually like that pick. But mm-hmm. uh, um, top ten in scoring, league leader in three pointers, and league leader in blocks. Yeah, he's definitely had his impact on aliens. I think another guy. Uh, and that top really three in helped. steals. Yeah, I mean he's done it on both ends. You, I mean you're not wrong, and he's you know at the top of the three point shooting. One of the better three-point shooters there. He's really taken on the load as the the top scorer for Aliens. Him and Odin and Shane and Brown have really become the the big three to go to for Aliens. Yeah, I didn't. 
That's hard because I didn't even put them on my list. But <gasps> I don't think I dissected very well into Aliens. I, I kind of shorted them a little bit. So uh might be there. I actually had Mike Taylor knocking on the door there. Um, okay, yeah. I'm, and, you know, his numbers kind of fluctuate a little bit differently just because he's coming off the bench. But I think he he's done a good job. His There's some shots that have been questionable. But, I mean, he's produced and he's helped, he's made a lot of, like, plays that aren't, aren't going to show up on the stat sheet. I know that's very cliche saying, but I do think that that is a big part of the reason that Ghost Ballers is in a situation where they can make the playoffs and maybe that three or four spot. So, I had Mike Taylor knocking on the door. Um, I also had guys like Will McDonald, Frank Nitty, Royce White also knocking on that door. But Brandon Rush, my B, dog. I mean, you should have definitely been in that in that conversation, especially if Aliens somehow gets in. So I think that will be the ultimate question there, is how Week 9 plays out. But, um, yeah, so our one two threes are both – well, our one two, our 1-2s are both Joe Johnson and, and Craig Smith, and then our threes are just different wills. Will Bynum for me, Will McDonald for you. And, and yeah, I think that award will be announced – I guess it'll be announced next week because that'll be the end of the regular season. So we'll come down with our uh, our first newcomer of the year award winner next week's show. We'll debate. And then they have the to rules. come on. They have to come on to accept. <laughs> yeah, it. they have to come on. Um, I was actually going to say we should. We'll debate to see if like the guy who wins the MVP should also win newcomer of the year. But, I mean, I, uh, I feel like. I feel like we're gonna have to. I feel but, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he, he, Joe Johnson has earned it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, definitely like, has. Like, you know, it's – I feel like you have to, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like you wouldn't give somebody rookie of, of the year – or you wouldn't give somebody MVP, but you wouldn't give them rookie of the year, you know? Right. So, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And since that is pretty much the equivalent in the big three, yeah. But you, you never know. We could see somebody really just – if somebody dropped – uh, a record or something crazy and Joe Johnson doesn't play, who knows? Someone could take that spot. So we'll definitely find out week nine in Dallas. And yeah, that uh, that's our newcomer of the year race. So let's, let's conclude this show. And our guest of the week coming up will be Lucas Witt, also known as Lucas X, super fan of Killer Threes, uh, Steve, Steven Jackson's, Go to guy. Um, he should be an interesting, fun guy to talk to, and I think um, I think Will is more excited than me. But I think it's going to be uh, an interesting conversation. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just hyped to have him on. I mean, if you don't know who this kid is, I mean, he he is all over the place. He's been featured on the big threes, like official channels. He is like the face of the killer threes, and he's just some. I think he's like, uh, what is he, 10? I don't even know. I think he's 11. He's 11. Some, just some 11-year-old kid. The app, no, the, he's not some 11-year-old kid. He's the franchise of the big three, man. He, 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 he's the face of the killer threes. Yeah, for he, sure. He, I mean, he is like the fireman Ed. No, he really is, threes, yeah. That's so true. He's got his own jersey. Me. I mean, yeah. Stack got him his own jersey. Uh, killer threes jersey. I mean, he some guys the in the league don't even have, have a jersey. Right. What's that? He sat on the yeah. bench one game. Oh, did he? Oh, I yes. did see that. Yeah, on the bench. He was the seventh man in that game. I mean. I just, yeah. I just want to talk to him. And you're going to hear it in a few minutes. I just want to be like, what is like, 
Like, what is going Like, how have you been pulling this off? Because I'm jealous, if I'm being honest. Yeah, no, no doubt. Me too. And um, But I do think it's really cool that he's been able to work his way up. And uh, I think he's been a follower of the league from day one. And, you know, I think his fandom has shown. And they've, they've noticed. So, super cool. Uh, should be an interesting, interesting conversation. And can't wait for you guys to listen. So, Make sure you guys uh, tune in for that and stay tuned for that. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. All right. So let's now turn to our guest of the week. This guest is a super fan of the Killer Threes. He has been a day one follower of the Big Three. And we are happy to have on Lucas X, Lucas Witt, super fan of the Killer Threes. Man, what's going on? How you doing? Oh, what's going on? How are you guys doing? We are Good. We're happy to have I'm you fantastic. on. fantastic. Yeah. I know Will is super excited to talk to you. Um, I feel like you, you are just, a, you know, like you're the face of the franchise for the big three and what's to come. And we are just curious about your life a little bit and how you get to uh, experience all these big three games. And we're glad we can have you on. Thank you. Yeah. So let's start first with your name. Um, Lucas X, what made you choose the X for your name? Um, well, Lucas is my name, and X marks the spot where people should come together and have fun. That, that, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty simple, and I like that a lot. Um, when do you feel like your, you as, like, Lucas X started to grow and your social media started to grow? I mean, what was it that helped that process? Um, last fall when I participated in the nationwide uh, super fan championship for college basketball and I won by supporting the Kentucky Wildcats. I had to get followers and support and the local news stations covered me also. Wow. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. That makes sense why you're always uh, posting pictures with all the Kentucky alum and Kentucky players. Yeah. Um, also, so last year, I hosted my first basketball camp for about 30 underserved kids. Wow. I uh, raised money to buy them new basketball shoes and gave them a camp experience. I am getting ready to start the next camp coming up. Um, you know, I'm very excited because I love um, giving kids the support they need, you know, because yeah, I no. a, a kid in my life when I, uh, you know, wasn't growing up with the best money or whatever. So I would like to spread that word and give those kids help also. That's incredible. I mean, we're, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. You're 11 and you're already starting a basketball camp. So early on in this interview, I'm realizing that you at 11 years old have already done way more than me in the first 25 <laughs> years of my life. So. That is awesome, and we definitely see your dedication to being a fan of Kentucky um, and the Big Three as well. Yeah. Uh, will is someone that, you know, sometimes will go against the Killer Threes a little bit, and you we see your dedication to rebuttal with him on why the Killer Threes are going to make the playoffs and win. Um, just know that Will was a hater for a couple more teams, too, not just the Killer Threes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Lucas, if it makes you feel any better, there is definitely that whenever I have to post anything that doesn't shed the killer threes in the best light, I'm always like, oh, this is, I'm going to get a comment. I'm going to get a DM from Lucas telling me how wrong I am. So just know that every time you do it, there is like that slight like hesitation, that slight pause. And I'm like, oh, you know, I, 
Here, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely, you know, I take a lot of pride in the, in the Killer Threes and the Instack and everybody else on the team. So let's talk about that because that's actually something that I'm super curious about. So your relationship, so I'm assuming that you chose the Killer Threes as your team to root for because of Steven Jackson. Um, yeah, it, in the first season, it came to Lexington, and we got tickets. I got a stacked jersey when they came there, and I had a chance to meet them, and we've been tight ever since. Wow, so you actually, so you haven't met, so your relationship with Steven Jackson began because of the big three? Yes. Oh my god, that's that's, that's incredible. <laughs> you guys, because from an outsider's perspective, I would have guessed you guys were lifelong friends. No, it, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but like, you know, I was literally a kid, didn't even know who Stack was, <laughs> what he did, and got a Stack jersey and went to the locker room, and then we were like, like, tight ever since. That's actually like awesome. So you guys just like hit it off day one. Yeah. Like, Stephen Jackson's like, yo, this is, like the, this is the coolest kid I've ever met. And you're like, yeah, I really don't know who you are, but you're, you're a really cool guy, too. I feel like I feel like I would have been the same way. That is so cool. I feel like it was like a speed dating that went really well. You know, Absolutely, like, yeah. For networking, and it just it just hit off right at the beginning. Or that's like, that's like when Anthony DM'd me, and he was like, do you want to come on this podcast? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, and then like a relationship. Yeah, so it's really, you know, Anthony is kind of like my Lucas X, and I'm the Steven Jackson. <laughs> uh, for sure. I don't know if it's in that order, but yeah, we'll, we'll just go with it that way. Uh, what made you pick the Steven Jackson jersey? Um, it Basically, you know, I loved the color. Like, it was just the color because I didn't – I wasn't even – I didn't even know what the big three was, so I I was like, that yellow and black's really cool. So <laughs> I just picked it. That's so cool. <laughs> that's that's like actually awesome. Like yeah. I hope you know that I think that's like the coolest thing in the world. That you did you buy it at the game? You had to, right? Yeah. So you you walked okay, in. That makes sense. That's you walked in. You're like, oh, this is a nice looking jersey. And he also uh, signed my jersey, too, like when we were in the locker room, too. That's wow. insane. How did, you, how did you even get locker room access? Okay, so we were walking, and we thought that Stack was on the court warming up. So his, one of the big three managers came and said, yo, you want to come to a locker room? And we went in, and he was like, Yo, there's a kid that wants to meet Stack, and Stack went, wait, what? And then, <laughs> that's how, bro. Oh, my that's God. That's, just like, that's insane. I want to know who this manager was. Yeah, he, I don't really he's the know. Uh, ultimate Cupid. Absolutely, <laughs> because if I, I know when, and when I went, and I'm sure Anthony could say when he went to Atlanta, if I would have tried to get locker room access, I definitely would have been uh, escorted out in handcuffs. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I know when I went, they were really nice. But, man, that guy who helped you out with that, I mean, you know, we've been giving a lot of props on the show beforehand. So, you know, just one more prop to the guy that uh, helped you meet Stack. That's really awesome. I think that's incredible. Yes. So yeah. now so, what has this uh, – I'll let you get the next one, Anthony. But what has this relationship 
with Steven Jackson provi- provided for you? Uh, you know, he's just a great person overall, you know. Like, not many people can say they look up to an NBA player Absolutely. or anything that has a good, like, personality and wants to enjoy hanging out with kids, you know. But Stack's definitely done that for me. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it just shows a lot about his character, too, and his leadership. And it, it's obvious why he should be or why he is the captain of the Killer Threes. Yeah, like, I feel like the some... coolest thing for me. I'm sorry, I know I keep on. No, you're good. You're good. Keep but going. I, I know you're like excited. The, the coolest thing for me is that, like, like, like you said, like how many people can say that they can really look up to an NBA player? And I feel like growing up, everybody has like the athletes that like they look up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like definitely. for me, growing up when I was your age, yeah. it was definitely probably like either like Eli Manning or Derek Jeter. Like those were my guys. Yeah. But do either of those people know I exist? Absolutely not. And will <laughs> they ever know that I exist? Totally not. So the fact that you were able to take it one step further and you were like, oh, yeah, I, like, I really look at Steven Jackson. And Steven Jackson also is friends with me. I just think that is, that is such – that's so cool. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And I, I did not realize how much of a true New Yorker you were now, Will, until you, re- uh, you mentioned Eli as one of your, your idols growing up. So. <laughs> well, still, it still is, if we're being fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad that somebody is still sticking by his side while the rest <laughs> of the fan base has moved on to better a podcast things. For another, podcast for another day. Yeah, podcast for another day for sure. Um, another cool thing that I saw that you got to do, or Will and I saw that you got to do, was be featured on the big three show um all about the big three what was that experience like how did that how did that um come about like that opportunity come about for you um you know we i think we were in charlotte yeah so uh you know we were down kind of uh courtside almost but not really just a couple chairs back and tattoo you know the one that does the interviews and all that you know uh, he came uh, over because he noticed me because i i love the big three and stack and all that so he came over you know we did an interview with him and, and that's kind of how the you know interview went on uh the big three thing man that's i mean that's really cool too, and the fact that they were noticed you. I mean, I'm sure they noticed you after seeing you at every single game because it seems like, for the most part, you're able to attend at least one of the games every weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 What's do you? So like, you must have some pretty cool parents that are helping you take you to all these big three games. I mean, <laughs> with are you going to be in Dallas as well? Um, maybe. Uh, don't really know. But, you know, I live in Kentucky. You know, I've been traveling to Indy, Charlotte, Atlanta, Chicago. Those are all six hours or less away. So lots of driving and quick trips. This was what we did for, you know, summer vacation. That's awesome. Yeah, and I feel like especially, too, like, like there's nothing better than road tripping with your family. Yeah. So, like... The, I'm sure, like, the memories you're creating, like, forget even, like, the big three, but just, like, the time you're spending with your family and the memories you're creating, that's just got to be a whole other just awesome part of it. Yeah, something yeah, you'll definitely. never forget, for sure. Um, what 
what is the best thing to do? Because you've been on a lot of road trips now from Kentucky. It's, you know, a pretty central area. But there, you were saying there are some trips that are six hours. So I'm sure by now you've probably learned what what to do to pass the time. What's the best thing to pass the time on a road trip that you've you figured out this summer? Um, definitely like watching big three highlights. And kind <laughs> I of love that answer. Man, that's an incredible answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have plenty you of look, highlights to watch. You're yeah. a professional. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. definitely just Very watching. Possible. You know, when they played in the NBA and, and kind of what they were like once they were, you know, really good NBA players. Man, that's incredible. No, oh, that's, my God. I'm that, so you know, impressed. Like, yeah, I'm very impressed. Okay, so let's get on to some basketball analysis here because Will and I talked about how critical week nine was for a lot of teams, including your killer threes. Yeah. So what do you think? of their matchup against, wait, the power, right? They're playing power, yeah. What do you think of their matchup this no, week? No, they're actually, I'm pretty sure they're actually playing enemies. Enemies, that's right. We just talked about that, too. Yeah, um, yeah it's fine. We just recorded for like half an hour talking about that. We just blanked out completely on that. But, um, so, yeah, what do you think of their matchup against enemies? You know, we need help from a couple other teams, but we have to take care of business against the enemies ourselves. But I think we can make the cut. Yeah, and I think you're in a good position. Your team's in a good position sitting at four and three, um, whereas some teams that need help are in the three and four range. But definitely for sure, like you said, got to be enemies first who have kind of been up and down this season. And I think um, just knowing your team with the leader they have and the leader you're close with, they will definitely come out and leave everything on the line. Wouldn't you agree, Will? No, Absolutely. Um, and I know I said it before, but I think killer threes are in a great advantage c- compared to like the other half of the league because they really can control their own destiny. So I think Lucas said it perfectly. If you go out there and you take care of business against enemies, uh, I think you just got to hope that the rest will fall into place. And more times than not, if you take care of what you got to take, got to take care of it. Will. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think the enemies are a good team, you know. You have uh, Royce White, you know, you got guys like Gilbert Arenas that can also shoot and make big plays, so I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm assuming that you're expecting Killer Threes to make the championship this year, correct? Yes, definitely. (laughs) So now let me ask you a question. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I just realized. No, you go ahead. I I completely interrupted you in the middle of your question. Uh, That was like a textbook setup. (laughs) <laughs> I just... go ahead go um <laughs> um so if, go. If, if you want the killer threes in the finals who do you not want to face uh i kind of don't want to face uh the power or the triplets yeah i mean they those are two teams obviously one's a defending champ and then the other's got the yeah, MVP of the like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no doubt, I think Killer Threes has what it takes to make the run. They just got to take care of business, like you said this week. Um, for sure. Are you going to be attending any more games throughout the season? And I know there's one in uh, New Orleans and LA for the playoffs. So I think uh, we're going to attend LA. You know, I think just because you know you. 
I have to support my boy Stack, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to L.A. Man, that's awesome. Oh, that's insane. For the finals, that's going to be crazy. So now, what, what is that like? So now you know you're going to L.A.? So like you shoot Stack a text or a DM, and you're like, just a heads up, I'm going to be there. He's like, uh, right, yeah. I'll see you there. Pretty much. <laughs> just like that. That's crazy. Like, yeah. That is awesome. I, I can't is. get enough of that story. That's awesome um, on your side and also on his. Let me ask you before we uh, end this part of the session here. I mean, what what do you have going on besides uh, your fandom for The Killer 3? I mean, because I feel like you have a pretty good following where you're kind of a, a little bit of a public figure. You're meeting with a lot of other players that play in college, that play in other leagues. Uh, you get, you're handing out the wristband a lot, a lot that I see is kind of has your your branded yeah. quote on there. What do you? What else you got going on that you're uh, that you're doing right now? Um, definitely like getting ready for college basketball. You know, college basketball was my first thing before actually getting into uh, uh, doing the big three. You know, I've been a Kentucky fan since. Uh, when Kentucky won the 2012 College Basketball National Championship, you know, and, and and Kentucky have been just together ever since. So, well, Lucas, that's awesome, and I look forward to seeing the rest of your Big Three content, and along with your college basketball content coming up. And I, we super appreciate you coming on to talk to us about the Big Three and the Killer Threes and your experience. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.